John 10, 11 through 14. <clears throat> Our Lord Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who does not, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. Father, thank you that you know us, you love us. Thank you that we have such a shepherd in the Lord Jesus. We love you, we praise you, may we hear this, your word, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Well, there are many ways that Jesus is uh, our good shepherd. Many ways that he is the, uh, a shepherd to us, uh, to us as a small part of his flock. Uh, but in this passage, I'd like to focus on two of those. The first one is, our shepherd, our Lord Jesus, laid down his life for us. Shepherds do that some. And then secondly, our good shepherd has uh, a relationship with us. He allows it. He wants it to happen. So first, in verse 11, it says that the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. That's what a good shepherd does, is prepared to do. <clears throat> but a hireling, one who uh, cares for the sheep, mostly you know, because he's paid to do it for personal gain, uh, because he doesn't own them. And so he will run away, or it's possible that he will run away. If his life is threatened, he doesn't care for the sheep to the point of dying for them as the good shepherd. And here in this passage, if you read the context, he is rebuking the Pharisees, who are very poor shepherds. In Jeremiah 23 and Ezekiel 34, uh, both of those passages tell about, uh, it tells more detail what a bad shepherd is, what a good one is, but also what a bad one is. Uh, bad shepherds who cared for themselves mostly, not for the sheep, not for the sheep of God, his people. And so they were not well fed, and so they were scattered, and some were killed. As I mentioned last time, the shepherd, remember, they, they would build a wall as much as they could, often out of rocks, and they would build this, and there was only one place to get in, and that's why Jesus said, I am the door. You can only go through him to get to the sheep. And <clears throat> they would make this wall, and then the shepherd would generally uh, be right there at the gate, Maybe if he slept, he would be right there. And so he'd be protecting them there. And so he'd lose his sleep sometimes for them, and sometimes even his life. Again, he was prepared to do so. He'd protect them from the wolves. He'd protect them from other dangers. And he'd protect them even from their own foolishness. Sheep can be very foolish. And I'd like to just say, this is almost 20 years ago, I, I should have asked Sherry, but we used to have sheep up on our acreage, uh, you know, when we lived up north. So we had some sheep, not a lot, maybe we had 10 or a handful, anyway, something like 10. And we took good care of them as far as we knew. We were always learning how to do that better. You know, they had food, and they had water, of course, and they had a small fenced-in pasture. I guess it was about an acre, so it was fenced-in. One day we were gone, and when we came back, I found that, well, there were a few sheep that were dead, and others were hurting, uh, they weren't eaten, though, so, okay, this is a little odd, but, so, I think we finally figured out that uh, there, were, there was a pack of dogs in our area, and they'd gather together, these are mostly neighbor's dogs, and they'd gather together, and they, 
either chased them around until they dropped, or I think they might have gotten in. The fence wasn't as good as it should have been. So I should have been better at protecting the sheep and making sure that uh, certainly the sheep couldn't get out, uh, but these dogs were able to get in. So it wasn't good enough to stop dogs. And so this was at a time when my, my flock, the duff flock, was also it was growing in numbers, and I was very busy. Maybe I was too busy, and I assumed the fence was okay. Uh, but I should have checked it. I should have strengthened it. should have been more watchful. And if I had been there, I would have reduced the dog population with my 22, although I probably would have lost a few neighbors uh, by doing that. But, you know, I would have done so. And my own dog was there, of all things. He didn't do anything. Uh, but the, the point is, their main protection was me. It was the fence, but it was me making the fence uh, secure. And so uh, they were in a weak position. But praise God, we are not so. Our Lord Jesus, the Good Shepherd, protects us. He provides for us um, and in, in a number of ways. First of all, through his precious spirit dwelling in us. Um, he empowers us and he teaches us and he makes us strong in the Lord through his spirit and also through his word. As we saw last week, his word is our life. And so as we obey it, as we apply it, we are strengthened and we are protected. Also, he protects us through the under shepherds of the church, through the officers, and we thank you that you pray for us. He protects this flock through the fathers here and, and the families here, and, he, and through this family of families here. And he protects us through the faithful practice of baptism and the Lord's Supper, when we obey in faith and come to the table, as he's called us to do. Well, secondly, the good shepherd has a relationship with his sheep. He's not just watching over us. He, he is relating. Verse 14 says that I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep. He knows everything he knows you all. He knows everything about you. He said, I know my sheep and am known by my own. He is noble. Praise God. This relationship with our loving shepherd was made possible by his substitutionary sacrifice to atone for our sins. So our shepherd also was the Lamb of God. And according to John 17, his sheep were given to him from eternity, from eternity past, by the Father, for communion with him. He knew us before we were created, and because he reveals himself, praise God, he is knowable to us, to his own people. Something I'd like to do in a sermon here, I uh, won't today, but in John, later on in John chapter 10, verses 27 and 28, it talks about six uh, areas of relationship. First, he says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. I, in fact, I think I probably will develop a sermon on this because it's so much fun to meditate on this. But just briefly, he said, my sheep hear my voice. So we know when he calls. His sheep know when he calls. They hear his voice. Not only his call when, he, when we turn to him for salvation, but daily when he says, come to me. Meet with me. And then secondly, and I know them, he said. He knows us intimately. He knows us completely. He knows us as no one else can. Look at Psalm 139. And then he said, they follow me. So we willingly follow because he gave us the will to do so. 
we know his voice and the call of his spirit. And then fourth, he said, I give them eternal life. And we will live and we will commune with him forever. And he will always be our good shepherd. And then fifth, he said, they shall never perish. So we will have this growing relationship with him forever because we have eternal life with him. And then finally, he said, no one shall snatch him out of my hand. He is the good shepherd. And he did give his life for us. He is able to keep us and protect us. No one can alter his ownership of us. Well, back to the Duff family and our uh, sheep when I was a shepherd. Uh, we would go, sometimes we'd go to the, well, we'd go to the fence every day and, uh, or the gate, and we'd call out. And a lot of times, maybe we didn't even need to call, they got used to us, but we would call out and then they would come and they would come to the gate and they would feel safe enough to do so. But I saw it where others would try to do that and they weren't, they weren't coming to the gate. They weren't coming up. They'd stay away. Um, they would shy away. But I remember this. The sheep that were most eagerly came up to us were the ones who, who grew up, but they were bottle-fed lambs. And, you know, for various reasons, you have to bottle-feed them sometime. Well, they become really intimate. I mean, you are, they're your, a pet, and let me tell you, it's hard to take them to the market. But we did. So the relationship was close. And it was hard to, you know, to take those sheep to market. And I could understand why David, King David, was uh, so angry when Nathan, you remember there, Nathan the prophet told him about, uh, this is a parable to convict David of his sin, but he told this about a rich man who had many sheep, many lambs, but he came to the poor man who only had one who was, you know, like a pet. And he took that one for his feast. Remember how incensed King David was? Isaiah 40, 11 says this of our good shepherd. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. That is a picture of our precious shepherd. Psalm 23 also pictures for us how the good shepherd cares for us and how he loves us. And then John 17, I mentioned how our good shepherd prays, is still praying, interceding for those whom the Father has given to him. He is always interceding. He's always watching out for us. And so we should strive to be obedient sheep who listen to the voice of the good shepherd and who follow him. Isn't it wonderful and amazing that he knows completely, he knows everything about us, everything we think and he still loves us. He gave his life for us. He has chosen us to be his own and to have an eternal, this eternal relationship I mentioned, a joyful relationship with him. And we should be in awe of that every day. Not too many days should go by where we are not praising him for loving us in such a way. And we would fall on our faces in gratitude then. Both of these aspects of our good shepherd, his sacrificial love and this relationship he made possible uh, with him are clearly seen in the table that we are coming to. Our shepherd sacrificed himself at the cross as the Lamb of God to pay the penalty for our sins and to reconcile us to God. His body was broken for us. His blood was shed for us. He died on the cross. And then our resurrected and reigning Savior and King and Lord calls us to come now and to dine with him and to relate with him in, in joy. So praise God, our shepherd, the good shepherd, gave his life for us, and he wants us to draw near to him. Let's pray. Lord, we exalt you.
our good shepherd, for your loving sacrifice for us, the only one who could satisfy divine justice, the payment required for our sin, for willingly dying for us and then rising in victory over sin. Oh Lord, forgive us for taking the possibility of a growing relationship with you too lightly sometimes. Give us hearts to know you intimately. Lord, we thank you for this communion meal which reminds us of your great love for us and the cost of our redemption. And we praise you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, our good shepherd. Amen.